Hi everybody, Doug Miles along with uh, Don Henderson as we come to you today on uh, Friday, actually Veterans Day, so we wish all the uh, veterans out there uh, remember uh, the work they did in uh, serving our country, but uh, Don, uh, uh, sadly I guess for your Philadelphia Phillies, uh, not quite to be this year in the World Series. Yeah, the Phillies came up a little bit short, but uh, in, in all honesty, Doug, uh, uh, the better team won. I mean, uh, the Astros were a better team, the pitching was deeper, the offense was better, the defense was better. Phillies got as much as they possibly could have gotten out of what uh, they had in the playoffs. Uh, great salute to uh, Robbie Thompson and what he was able to do, taking over from Joe Girardi. Uh, but they, they got the most out of what they could do. I guess if you're a Philly fan, you got to say they were playing with house money since uh, just making the playoffs. I mean, you can't really feel disappointed totally because they weren't expected to be this good anyway. No, and they went in as the last, uh, the last team going in. They qualified. So, to get through St. Louis in two games and then <clears throat> go on and beat San Diego, uh, which, uh, you know, you didn't expect either. And so, consequently, uh, they got all they could possibly expect out of the year. Now we'll see what they do during the offseason, get ready for next year. There'll be uh, a lot more pressure on them now to be a really effective team in the National League East. Well, that's the thing now. The fans expect them <laughs> yes. to get back now. Yes. And they were a good team to begin with, although they had got that terrible start. Of course, that cost Joe Girard the job. Yeah. Yeah, and they weren't, uh, they were just a totally inconsistent team, both offensively, defensively. Uh, they got a little bit better, but even into the playoffs, uh, the games that they lost, some of the defense really hurt them. Of course, you worked in Philly for so many years. I mean, the media, I guess, uh, uh, covered it so well, but uh, what do Philadelphia fans think of this? You think they were happy with the season? Very happy. I think they were. Uh, they didn't, I don't think any of them really expected that they were going to. They did after the first three games. Mm-hmm. <laughs> when the Phillies won two of the first three, they thought, oh, boy, now they're, they're really going to go all the way. Yeah. But reality hit. And uh, six games, and Wheeler, uh, a little surprising. Wheeler had only give up, given up a couple of hits. Runners on first and third and was still ahead. Uh, one to nothing. And Robbie Thompson took him out. Uh, very reminiscent of what happened with Cash down in, in uh, Tampa. Right. We talked about it on a couple of the shows. Pulled the pitcher out way too early in that game. Yeah, he paid, pulled them out. They you know, gave it up like one or two hits, and they, they pulled him out of the game. And, uh, and, of course, they went on to lose, too. And uh, that's what Thompson did. He pulled Wheeler out of the game, hadn't given up a run, only given up a couple of hits. And uh, a lot of people thought, well, hey, stay with them. Right. And congratulations to uh, Dusty Baker, uh, whether you're uh, a fan of the Astros or not, but uh, a man that really paid the dues as a manager finally gets uh, the World Series at, uh, I believe, he's 73. I'm not sure of the age. It might be 75. Is he, is he, I, I know he was in the sure. 70s. Uh, yeah, he's in his 70s, but you're right. He's been to the post many times and came up short. Uh, this time, he's coming up a winner. Yeah, of course, with the Giants, uh, the Cubs, uh, with the Reds at one point, also with the yeah. Nationals. Yeah. So he, he, he's, he's been, been around there. for quite a while. He's been there, and he was the right guy to take over the team after the scandal. Uh, and uh, he calmed everything down and uh, got them back in the winner's circle and now got them a world championship following the world championship they won uh, with a little cheating going on. I guess if you're a, a baseball purist, the Astros kind of validate them, right? They get one that's uh, supposedly legitimate compared to the one a few years ago. Exactly. <laughs> but the way things are changing, and uh, you know, look at the players that the veterans group are putting up to go into the Hall of Fame next year. Uh, really surprising to me the list of players that they uh, put on that list because, uh, you know... Yeah, Bonds gets on the list. Bonds right? is on it. Clements is Clemens. on it. 
you know, so now if the Veterans Committee put them into the Hall of Fame, then who are you going to keep out? I mean, you might as well say Pete Rose should come in. Everybody right. should come in. It should waive the fact that uh, they've been eliminating players that have been involved in extracurricular activity. And on those committees, it's only, what, 15, 20 people that have to vote as opposed yes. to how many writers vote? Was it? That is Two or three hundred? Yeah. And the so it's easier to get in on those committee votes. Yeah, the surprising thing uh, is that Voters that selected the ones that are now going to be voted on are all veteran writers. They weren't the, you right. know, young guys that hadn't been had only been around for a short period of time. They were veteran writers. So I'm a little surprised at that. But we'll see what happens in the next. How week. long do they stay on that ballot then? It's not 15 I, years. No, no, no. I might only be once. I'm not sure. And, and they only do those every two or three years. Yeah, I think, too, right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I saw that they were put on that ballot. So, uh, but yeah, Pete Rowe is still not on anything. No, no, he can't be on anything, and, uh, and probably will not. As long as he's alive. He yeah. even said now he doesn't expect it while he's alive. <coughs> yeah, he didn't help himself recently, so I don't think we're going to That whole see. thing in Philadelphia earlier this year did no. not help him at all. That was right. a killer. That yeah. was a killer. Yeah, not, not good. But uh, Anyway, that uh, kind of puts a wrap on the baseball season. The Yankee fans still wondering where Aaron Judge is going to go. He's a free agent. Cashman said he's been working since the end of the World Series every day with his, uh, his group, his uh, agent. <coughs> Excuse me. And... Uh, the odds are that, uh, you know, he's going to go back with the Yankees, but we'll wait and see because the Giants have a lot of money to spend. Right. He's a California. He's a West Coast guy, right? And does he want to go back to California? I don't think the Dodgers will be involved, but I do think the Giants will be a factor. Padres may be a factor. Uh, but I think he really wants to stay in New York. I don't think he wants to go elsewhere, but they got to come up with enough money. And uh, Justin Verlander, I saw uh, with the Astros, he's a free agent now, and the Yankees, uh, at least stories are Yankees wouldn't mind having him in their rotation, although is that going to be like a Scherzer situation with the Mets? He's about 38 years old now. Yeah, yeah I, I'm a little surprised that uh, even DeGrom at 34, uh, I mean, he's, to me, uh, I just can't see how you can give somebody like that more than a four or five year contract. Bam. Especially at starting at 38. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it doesn't make very much sense to me to do that, and uh, so we'll wait and see what happens. Now, in Judge's case, he's 30, so if you gave him Eight years, you get take over thirty-eight. Chances of really being a factor for between thirty-six. You're hoping and 38. you get three or four out of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, Degrom at thirty-four. You know, the last three games he pitched to the regular season, even even to the playoffs, were a little shaky. So to talk about giving him thirty million dollars like Scherzer's getting, I know I I, I can't believe it. But we'll yeah. see. We'll see what happens with that. Moving to football, of course, down here in the uh, Tampa Bay area, Sarasota area, USF actually making a little national headlines this week, Don, as they uh, uh, fire their coach, Jeff Scott, who, uh, as we talked about, uh, you know, a nice guy, but uh, assistant to Clemson, uh, very successful there, came to the USF three years ago and just got nothing going, only won four games, and uh, mostly those all those four games were their patsy games, so you didn't win any against, uh, you know, top college schools, and uh, he was given the game after Temple last week, which was a brutal loss. Your former school, Don, uh, he's out. Yeah, that was uh, that was really the killer. When he lost to Temple by, what, they scored like 58 points, I think, or 57 points, yeah. and uh, he hardly got on the bus to get to the plane to come back to... I heard his post-game, and you could just hear it in his voice. <laughs> yeah. He knew that was it. <laughs> he knew he was gone. <laughs> but the big thing will be, who can they hire? Who can recruit? That's the big story. Now, you hear a name like John Gruden, yeah. unbelievably. Uh, you also hear Scott Frost, who really fell apart in Nebraska. Yeah. Uh, names like that are coming up. Some uh, colleges like the, the guy, I think, at Florida A&M, 
Willie Taggart's name comes up, they won't bring Willie back. But, but a lot how, of names. How realistic can you be thinking that they're going to become a major factor in football when you can't recruit, you don't have a stadium, uh, you don't have a real basis. Uh, the fan base is not there. No, the fan base is not there. So uh, that's going to be very, very difficult yeah. for anybody that comes in. And, uh, there was a lot of discussion about how, you know, how deep we should they go in the football, maybe drop down and play <coughs> Division One or something like that, where it's a lot, lot uh, less expensive. <coughs> but we'll see what they decide to do. Of course, the league they're in, the American Athletic Conference, loses uh, Houston, UCF, yes. and uh, uh, a couple other schools. And that league is bringing in like Rice, uh, FAU. So it really goes back to the old Conference USA, that type of con- It's a very weak conference going into next year. USF could you know, win six or seven next year and make a bowl, but it's a weak conference. And not only that, uh, trying to draw fans. You can't draw fans if, if you don't have a winning program no. and if you don't play legitimate schools. They're not gonna, they play Alabama next year. That's the only big school well, they yeah, play next Alabama year. And that's so. a loss. We know that. <laughs> if they make that game. Yeah. So it, it's a tough situation. Although, you know, when you look at the upside, I mean, they play in Tampa, which is a major market, you know, top 15, top 20 market. Right. They have a, They play in an NFL stadium now. You can't play any place better than that. And uh, well, But they just can't recruit. It's not an orange campus. you, you got to really have them. Well, that's another thing. They're trying to raise money for that. You can't raise money when the people don't come no. out to the stadium. I, I, I don't see. And Temple's in the same city we talked about it last right. week. <coughs> there were about 1,000 people there last yeah, week, literally. Temple's in the same situation. They can't draw people. They're playing in a pro football stadium, not on campus. And it, it, it just doesn't work. Yeah. So anyway, that's what's going on. The USF plays uh, the Mustangs. <laughs> SMU is having a – they had a wild game last week. They put up 77. They scored Against points. Houston. 77-66, I believe, was the score <laughs> in that game. Unbelievable. But uh, that'll be noon. We'll be up there. We'll talk about that next time. Deion Sanders is another name people would like to have come in. I think it'd be a lot of fun to have him come in from Jackson <laughs> State. He wants to move up. Prime time. But uh, he'd be a guy that could do it, but I don't think they'd go after him. We'll see. We'll, we'll see. see. We'll see. The Bucks, on the other hand, uh, uh, Tom Brady had one of his uh, old vintage uh, comebacks last week, Don, against the Rams. That game looked like it was over, and then he came back the last minute to win it. Seven seconds to go, and he put it on the board and got the win, and they desperately needed that win. And now going over to, uh, to Germany to play Seattle. Seattle's red hot right now, and uh, the Bucks are really, really struggling. The offensive line has been very, very poor, and... Uh, you know, Brady just doesn't have any time. Two and a half seconds to try to get rid of the ball. Can't, right. get, can't have any time to throw the deep ball. Can't get Evans involved. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see what they do in Germany. They can't afford to lose another game or two where they're, they're out of the picture. Yeah, it's a very weak division they're in, so they have that uh, advantage, or at least benefit. But uh, still, uh, what, at three and five right now? Yeah. They can't afford to lose uh, yeah. more than one more game this year. Yeah, they've got to, they've got to hang They're going to have to win the division to get in the playoffs. And especially playing, as I say, playing Seattle right now. Uh, Carol Seam is playing very well the last three, four games. <clears throat> Won a big game last Sunday, and so we'll see what happens. But... Uh, uh, the Bucks are just a standoff position. They have to win. Yeah, your uh, former uh, Temple coach, Todd Bowles, uh, kind of struggling a bit. He is really struggling. And the defense uh, hasn't played that badly, but they don't put any points on the board. Right. And, uh, you know, you can give up 15, 16, 17 points a game, but if you can't score 16 or 17, you can't win. And uh, last week it went right down to the last seven seconds before he took them from a 45-second or 47-second drive to win the game. That's not going to happen very often. No, 
And again, they play this one, uh, the overseas game in Germany, which is unusual. Most yeah. of them have been in, in London, but this is in Germany. I know the NFL is trying to grow the game over there. I still don't understand it, but uh, who knows. But uh, that's a long road trip without having a weekend between. We'll see what happens. We'll see what yeah, happens. They so can't afford to lose. That's all I think. That'll be I it. But uh, that'll wrap it up for this edition. Don, I know uh, next time we do this, uh, it'll be via telephone. You're heading back to Jersey, so uh, uh, we'll have to wait till you come back in January before we do the outdoor uh, version again. Yeah, wish everybody happy Thanksgiving, Merry Christmas, and uh, I'll be back for first part of January. We'll talk to you on radio, on oh, audio, yeah. but uh, we won't see you on the camera for a while. <laughs> Thanks for watching, everybody. We'll see you again soon.